0: It is Monday, but have faith, my friends. It is a Moto Monday because we are back to racing this weekend, and the Big 49's going to do it in style uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think. One or all of us will be out at Fox Raceway. There is a lot going on. The pro motocross season kicks off. This Saturday at Fox Raceway at Pala for round one of the pro motocross season, round 18 of the existing uh, moto racing season, and first time that's ever been done, so it will be very cool to see how this all wraps up. Excited to get out there and see some more racing live and in person, and speaking of that... I have got the cards. I always break out the cards. I broke out the cards before the Supercross season, and I said uh, Chase Sexton was going to win, and I have broken the cards out, and I already have them. I'm going to give you the results. I can tell you I'm pretty confident in my decision. The the way it works is I do the cards. I pull out the tarot cards. They kind of tell you what's up, and they can be interpreted different ways. Uh, I already pulled them, so I'm just going to... Tell you what happened or, or tell you what ha- what they say when I, I get to the segment here coming up. And it is the one on Chase X that most people would be like, oh my god, and they would run for the hills. It's not a bad card, and I'm going to get to that. And then I got to make my decision of who I think is going to win if I interpret them correctly. The universe has told me, I just got to read it correctly. Also, I can tell you this. We have got moto interviews this week. There were a lot of moto interviews we got in Utah that I have not yet aired. And coming up in moments, we will talk to Mr. Hunter Lawrence. Little quick one, short interview with Hunter. Had a lot of guys back there. We got a, a few questions in with Hunter, and we will run that. Later on uh, tomorrow, R.J. Hampshire, and then on Wednesday, Levi Kitchen. All brand new interviews we have not ran before. So that's all coming up on the 49th. A lot of moto. It is going to be a moto kind of week, and we are going to get out there and get in the sun and bake it with our friends. This is the kickoff of summer weekend. Literally, not only is motocross season run through the entire summer, but it is uh, Memorial Day, and it will be fun out there. So everybody get ready. We will have a good time in Pala this weekend. Outside of me pulling the cards and telling you who's going to win the pro motocross season, I got a lot of other stories I will tap into as well because you know what? It's what I do. I am the, the crapsayer. I'm a truth-sayer and a crapsayer. I'm really good at both of them. But besides talking moto, let's get into a shooting in Indiana that is um, interesting because it was done by a three-year-old. And I think the three-year-old has got a future in law enforcement. I have a UFO story that's not a lot, but I'm going to give you everything I have because I find it a very credible, interesting story. Got a What the Florida for you, because Florida is the gift that keeps on giving. And what do you do when you murder your family? I know. Well, if you're Florida man, you do what this guy did, which is what no normal human would do which is what makes it the what the Florida story of the day. Got a story about a family that's fighting over an inheritance. And well, those are always fun. Only this family worth a lot more money than your family. I'm just telling you. And then I have a new law on the books in New Jersey. And this is one of those instances where it is a state that I don't believe with a damn thing that they, they do. Politically, I am so far apart from New York or New Jersey or any of those states. But I'll tell you, when somebody gets something right, I'm going to give you a pat on the back and say, boy. I like this one. This is something I have looked for. This is something I once said, if I ran for president, I could run on this uh, alone. I could run on this platform. It's like, Here's my platform. This is what I'm going to do. And they're the first place I've seen actually do something about it. So I'm kind of excited on that. So all of that. And a hell of a lot more—the Moto Minutes, the Man Entertainment, everything you've come to know and love here on the Stretch Show. Roll it up, but up next, Hunter Lawrence. And then you know what? I'll do the UFO story after Hunter Lawrence, and then I'll get into the tarot cards and get my psychic stretch on—most accurate radio psychic in the history of well, radio. So get ready. Hunter's up next, though. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are sitting down with one of your 250 champions. He rides a Honda because every champion rides a Honda this Supercross season, and I'm talking about Hunter Lawrence. Hunter, congratulations on that win. I know it's been a couple of weeks since you wrapped it all up, but let's talk about tonight here in Utah. A really bad finish for you. I saw what happened. You know, there was nothing about it but but how do you get through a night like tonight there wasn't really anything on the line for you you already had the championship it was done but it was the east west shootout you wanted to go out there and battle one last time with jet and everybody else in the field and uh just kind of walk us through tonight
1: yeah nothing too crazy obviously there's not really any pressure to to do anything it's just what you know we ideally want to want to achieve and stuff and you know, we both wanted to win, and, and I know I wanted to win, and just a yeah. bit of a sucky start, and then uh, <laughs> j mike crashed in front of me, and then it's kind of like, yeah, it's going to be a tough race <laughs> on such a hard-to-pass track, yeah. but no, it's definitely a different spot to be in um, yeah. when you kind of don't really have a reason to, to perform yeah. other than just because you want to, so... Yeah. Uh, It was still a good day, though. Rodney was good.
0: All right, still a good day. Sixth overall tonight, and the 250 East Championship is yours, and that's been wrapped. You were the first guy to wrap one up this year, so you definitely uh, put it down early on in the season. Let's talk about this though, early on in the season, you had a commanding lead, you had a big points lead, and you've still got to get a 250 outdoor championship. I know that's important to you, just like this Supercross championship was. And what point did you start, you know, balancing Supercross and outdoor and training for outdoor and start getting ready for the transition, which we are at now, which is heading into summer and the outdoor season and focusing on an outdoor championship?
1: Yeah, obviously with two different coasts, it's you know we're on different time schedules and stuff. Yeah. But no, we do what we can. You know, it's tough when you're you know training outdoors during the week and then you go race supercross. It's been <laughs> since uh, Detroit that I've probably done yeah. like 15 practice laps on a supercross track. Oh, wow. We've just been doing outdoors stuff and then you know go in maybe press day or first two sessions, kind of ride yourself yeah. in. So it's been it's been good though. Obviously with the points situation I had,
0: um, yeah.
1: it's helped out a lot on, on pressure and stuff.
0: All right, and here we are going into the summer. It'll be the first time on the 250 Honda team for you that you're not going to be racing jet. Jets moving up to the 450s, and how cool is that? I know you're pumped and you're laser-focused on what you're doing, but how excited are you? your brother to be moving up to the premier class
1: yeah it's cool you know ideally every all of us as racers, that's the end goal is to be in the in the premier class so yeah it's cool you know for our family as well one brother's there and you know and we're making our way there so it's cool okay. um, it'll be interesting to watch i think it'll be a good summer
0: all right i think it's going to be a great summer we can't wait to see you get out there i'm telling you you're my Uh, Early favorite to win the 250 championship in Outdoors this year. Best of luck to you, Hunter. We will be talking to you. I got a feeling very soon like on the podium out at Fox Raceway at Pala. Uh, Good luck, stay healthy, and we will speak to you then. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big big, 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 The Big 49. Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Just checking out the social media, looking at everybody getting ready for outdoors. And I can tell you just by sight alone, that Dylan Ferrandez of the Star Racing Yamaha is hungry as hell. That dude seems to be pissed off, and he wants to get back on that track, and he wants to race, and he wants to race really hard. I like what I'm seeing out of Dylan Ferrandez so far. In fact, if you want to know what the psychic stretch predictions are going to be, it is on the stretch show Monday. If you missed it, we're going to run the cards on Dylan Ferrandez on Jay Sexton and on Jet Lawrence, and we'll see what their chances of winning the championship are this season. If you miss it, go anywhere, podcast or serve, to look for the Stretch Show at Big 49. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is the Stretch Show. Time to get down and talk about one of my favorite topics UFOs, UAPs, aliens, spaceships, whatever you want to call them. I don't know what they are. Personally, I'm starting to believe as I. Hear more and more people in the UFO world, and I don't know much. I know a hell of a lot about ghosts, but not so much about UFOs, although I find it fascinating because once you believe in one of these things, you're like, wow, that that other stuff's probably possible too. I should probably pay attention to that. And I find UFOs fascinating. I find the government kind of backing off of, you know, completely kiboshing them. Interesting. I don't trust the government, though. I think they're shady and want to, you know, blur the lines so that they can get their agenda pushed forward and get more military spending money and all kinds of stuff at the sake of UFOs. I'm also starting to think they might be interdimensional as opposed to from another planet. Or maybe they travel through wormholes and can get from another planet to here and have a different uh, understanding of physics than we do because they damn sure have crafts that can outmaneuver anything that a human can make. So here's what we got. It's a very, not really a story. I found this on Twitter and they say over the weekend at an airport in Turkey, it was shut down by a flying disc that was over the airport, hovering over the airport it was shut down for hours. And when I initially found it, it was just a picture and it looks like a silver disc. It's a stereotypical flying saucer. It is not the flying triangle. I'm coming to think that the flying triangles are man-made from reverse engineer craft is what I'm thinking. But the, the saucers are out there and this is a stereotypical flying saucer, large disc shape, very metallic looking up in the sky. And it was over this airport and it was shut down they say it was confirmed by pilots and flights were stopped until this thing left the area and it was in no hurry to leave the area it was just hovering around and i'm looking at a picture of it and it's like here's what's weird and i find this same thing in ghost videos as well the ones that are the the best evidence like if you took this picture you're like dude i just got the greatest photo ever of a ufo If I look at this picture right now, I'm like, yeah, if I glued two pan tins together, you know, pie tins together, and I threw them in the sky and I took a picture and it's got a little blur to it, that's what I got. And and, touche, you you would be correct. The best ones are the easiest to fake. I know the best ghost video I have, I look at and I'm like, all right, if I tied some string to that door, some fishing line, you couldn't see it. And I opened the door, and then I sat outside with a light, and I shined a light on there. But the only problem is, I watched it happen, I know none of that happened. I know there was nothing in the room, it was an empty room that I have some really good ghost video of. And, and this is the same. I look at this, I'm like, this is really a really good UFO video, or photo, or this is someone just doing a hoax. But, it was all over the internet, and the airport was shut down for a long time, so I... Gonna tend a little more credi- uh, lend a little more credibility to this, just on that sake. But it happened over the weekend in Turkey, and it says uh, Gaziantep, G-A-Z-I-A-N-T-E-P, is where it happened. So the UFO was seen in Gaziantep, Turkey, and was confirmed by pilots that were taking off and landing, which caused the airport to close, and they sat down, and it was shut down for a good while. Cool UFO stuff. If I find some UFO stuff, I'm gonna give it to you because I want the truth to be out there more than Fox Mulder does, I believe. All right, coming up next, as we're gonna stay on voodoo, hoodoo, and new age crap, I'm gonna break out the tarot cards and I am going to break down the three highest profile riders in this motocross season. We have got Chase Sexton, your now reigning supercross champion who damn near won the motocross championship last year on the 450. You got Dylan Friend is the guy that won it the year before last, but then was injured last year, who's a heavy favorite. And then you got Jet Lawrence moving up to the 450s with a lot of hype on him. So I will pull cards on all three of them and let you know what I think those cards mean and who I think will win the outdoor championship this summer before a gate ever drops. I'm Stretch. It's the big 49. Big, 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 big 49, Moto, minute, brought to you by LBZ. Today is the day the brand new Kickstart Kenny gear drops over at KenRoxon.com. Three different designs, 35 pieces available. They're in adults and children sizes, so if you are down with the Kickstart Kenny, the king of Suzuki, Get over there and get your gear on. The merch dropped last night at midnight, and it is available exclusively at KenRoxon.com. I know what I'm getting, Moto Man, for Christmas. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a Stretch show here on a Monday morning. And I'm going to drop some bombs on that ass right now. I am Stretch, the most accurate radio psychic in the history of the world. And this is the one segment that has not yet been stolen by our friends at Supercross or Motocross yet. I saw Bubba try to do it though. He tried to play radio psychic. He did it as a joke though, he's not really psychic. I am. I'm the greatest, most accurate radio psychic in the world. You wanna test my predictions? Oh yeah, I predicted Chase Sexton to win the Supercross Championship for 2023 before a gate ever dropped. I told people that and they laughed at me. (laughs) Ha ha ha, you're funny. I'm like, no, it's what's going to happen. The cards told me. And I'm going to go out right now, and I'm going to tell you about the Supercross season. Here's what we got. I'm only pulling three dudes. It's kind of a long, involved process, and the segments are long. Let's start off with Mr. Dylan Ferrandez. I've been looking at video of Dylan Ferrandez to say that dude is hungry and fired up and ready to get back out on the track where he truly specializes in outdoor. He is one of those guys you're like, that dude's a better outdoor racer than he is a supercross racer. So looking at Ferrandez, seeing him ride, remember the guy was hurt for the most of the supercross season, barely got any races in. He missed the entire outdoor season last year. And he's probably pissed. He probably wants to get out there and start freaking banging. So Dylan Ferrandez, I was the first guy I went to and I pulled a card and the card I pulled for Ferrandez and this is insane. I'm telling you, when you're in the right zone and you pull these cards, the cards are amazing. The card I pulled for Ferrandez is a card called the Nine of Wands. The Nine of Wands has a picture on it the picture is of, of a man that's injured and he's clutching a, a, like a wand or sword in his hand and he's looking over his shoulder towards the eight other which makes it the nine of wands there's eight other ones behind him that loom over him they say he seems weary and worn as though he's already been through a battle and now must face additional challenges with the presence of these eight other wands says as 9 though this is his final challenge before reaching his goal he must endure this last test of his strength and character before reaching the finish line that is the uh, that is the written definition of the 9 of wands and it comes as a sign that even in the face of adversity this guy will stand tall and strong as you may be on the edge of exhaustion, but he uh, will be resilient, persistent, and ready to do what it takes to get to the finish line. The Nine of Wands also comes when you feel battered, bruised, and having endured significant challenges and struggles along your path, like being injured for the last two years. Just when you think uh, you're making progress, it's another setback. The Nine of Wands ask you to trust that this is merely a test of your grit and resilience, And know that every time you overcome an obstacle, you are getting stronger and you have the inner resources to overcome any difficulty you encounter. Even though it seems impossible at the time, uh, the Nine of Wands is an assurance that you will eventually prosper if you maintain your position. And then it says, if you do not succeed, try, try again. And it says, it's a card that encourages you to keep pushing You're so close to the finish line, even when you want to give up, don't give up. And there will be others that drastically oppose your plans, and that would be Chad Lawrence and Chase Sexton, and they will make things difficult for you or even attack you for what you're putting out in the world. But they do it because they are jealous of your success or they are protecting their own insecurities and fears. Don't let them get to you. I think Dylan is very headstrong. It says, people that support you, the Knight of Wands invite you to find your cheerleaders and your personal bodyguards, those who will protect you from the ongoing challenges and cheer you on to the finish line. I'm I'm very torn. That's a really good card. I I could say, oh, God, he's going to win the championship. I'm going to reserve that for right now. Let's go right now to Boy Wonder. Jet Lawrence uh jet lawrence is got a lot of hype on him he is coming in hard into this 450 class and that kid is damn good damn damn good well here's what the cards have to say about jet lawrence and, and i'm gonna agree with them uh the card i pulled on jet lawrence was the knight of Pentacles. It, it represents work and effort and the responsibility that follows upon the dreams and ideas says this knight is uh, the most hard-working, methodical, and detail-oriented character of the tarot deck. He may not be the most inspiring or creative, but he'll do the work to get the results he seeks, even if that work is highly repetitive or routine. Says a person this card is about, which we'll say is Jet Lawrence right now, is working methodically towards his goals. He has a plan in place and is sticking to that schedule to get the job done. He may not work particularly quickly, but will be consistent, dedicated, and committed to the goal. Putting one foot in front of the other to finish the job. This card also asks you to continue doing what you're doing and just making that gradual progress. It says, no need to change the approach. Go with the flow, stick to your routine, and over time you will get the goals. What does that tell me? That tells me Jet Lawrence is not winning the championship in his rookie season. That tells me Jet Lawrence is going to win championships and that Jet Lawrence is on path to be one of the greatest riders we've ever seen. But it's not yet in his rookie season on the 450, according to Psychic Stretch. All right, let's go to this one. This is the one that blows people away. And when people see it, they're like, oh, crap. Uh, Chase Sexton. I pulled the death card the death card. It's a skeleton. It's the effing death card, and it freaks people out. However, what people don't know is in the tarot deck, the death card can be one of the most positive, best cards you can have. And and just because it's the death card and it's so so big, it's the only reason I'm hesitant to pull the trigger on who I'm calling here. I like the Ferrandez one. It was spot on. I mean guy's been through hell, he's been injured, and he's back and he's ready to fight, you know, for what he believes in. I think I can look at that and be like, oh, he's going to win. But the death card is powerful. The death card, although one of the most feared and misunderstood cards in the deck, can be incredibly positive. It says, after a period of pause and reflection... The death card symbolizes the end of a major phase or aspect of your life that you realize is no longer serving you, opening up the possibility of something far more valuable and essential, uh, closing the door to open another. And it says putting the past behind you and parting ways with it, like the death to the past. What's happened in the past? Chase Sexton's been Crashapalooza palooza is what's happened in the past. If Chase Sexton, who we all know is the fastest dude on the track any effing day, puts the mistakes behind him and the the mental slip-ups where he crashes and he puts the bike down, he can't be beat. And if the death card is popping up here as in that is what he's putting behind him and that is what he's moving down behind, Chase Sexton is your 2023 outdoor champion as well as your 2023 Supercross champion. They say the death card shows a time of significant transformation, change, and transition, where you will transform yourself and clear away the old to bring in the new. And Chase Sexton already fast as F, boy, fast as F. And if that dude is clearly putting behind the demons of the past and the crash of Palooza, he's tough to beat. Like, I am gonna call it Chase Sexton. For your outdoor championship. But if I'm wrong, it's gonna be Dylan Ferrandez that wins it. Dylan Ferrandez though, the only thing I the only takeaway I had from that was that the injuries and the banged up stuff that he may not either get through the season or he may not quite be as in shape as we need him to be to maintain this very long season and to come out the backside of it as a champion. There may not be enough gas in the tank, but there could be. And if so, it will be him. But I'm going to go ahead and put the money now. I'm going to place the wager. I'm going to get Bookie Kyle, and I'm putting it on Chase Sexton for the win. That is the truth. That is what the universe has told me, and that is what I'm saying, because I don't know nothing. The universe knows everything. I just tell you what the cards say, or what I think they say. And sometimes I'm wrong, but most of the time I'm right, because I am the most accurate radio psychic in the history of the world. So Chase Sexton, Dylan Ferrandez, than Jet Lawrence. Jet's gonna be good, but I don't have him winning the the championship. I do not. At least according to the cards, I do not. So there you go. All right, let's get back to dumb stuff. Let's get back to a three year old that shot a guy, and the three year old might have a future in law enforcement. Sounds weird. It's the big 49, that's why we're talking about it. The man urged. One of the greatest running backs in the history of the NFL has passed away. I'm talking about Jim Brown, who was a famous Cleveland Brown. The guy was a beast back in the day. After football, though, he went on to be an actor and an activist, and he passed away this week at the age of 87. In a recent interview, Kim Kardashian admits that sometimes she cries herself to sleep at night because of the mommy duties is so stressful. I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that she's got four kids with a batshit crazy guy. Time to get out the brooms. It might be tonight that the Lakers get swept by the Denver Nuggets after getting embarrassed at home over the weekend. They got their asses handed to them. They had two good games in Denver. Then they come home and lay an egg. And it could all be wrapped up by Denver tonight. And they could be on their way to the NBA championships. The man. Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4 9. It is a Stretch show right now. We're going to go into Indiana. What happens if you give a three-year-old a gun? He starts blasting fools. <laughs> Not funny, but at some point it is. Let's get into this one. There was a shooting in Indiana. Injured two people. When a three-year-old accessed a gun and went, went, plow, 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 a guy named Trayshawn Smith, 23 years old, was arrested on Thursday night after he visited a hospital with a non-life-threatening gunshot wound. You're like, oh, what happened? By the way, that's the thing. When you show up at the hospital with a gunshot wound, the popos are coming. Just letting you know, the popos are coming. So this guy rolls in. Investigators start, fine, well, how'd you get shot? What happened? Eventually, they determined the shooting to sent Smith and another victim to the hospital occurred when a three-year-old was able to get a gun and fire one bullet. This dude, little dude, three years old, shot one time, got two people. That's solid, that's solid shooting right there. That's some good hand-eye coordination from a little kid, little three-year-old kid. Now here's where it gets good. The police come in, they're professional shooters, and they say initially they found both shooting victims at the Franciscan Health Lafayette East Hospital where they were being treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Then they start investigating, and they determined that the shooting occurred at an apartment complex in Lafayette, Indiana. The other victim was the child's mother, and Smith was a friend of the mother. So he came up there rolling up on on, on that little baby's mom, and he's like, get away from my mama, bitch, and he pulled out a gun and gatted him. Pow, pow, he happened to shoot mom, too, in the process. Now, here's where I say this young boy has a shot at a career in law enforcement. Mr. Smith, Treshawn, well, when they were interviewing him and then they're like, all right, and they get some more information, they realize this guy's got an active murder warrant from Illinois. Yeah, he's got an active murder warrant. This guy's a murderer. And now he's here rolling up on this little kid's mom and the little kid's like, hey, bad boy, back off my mom's. Pow pow. One shot. Gets his mom and that guy. So the the guy has a freaking murder warrant. Little kid shoots him. Off he goes to the hospital. Hospital called the Popo. Popo start doing investigation. Investigation finds out this guy's got an active warrant for murder. Snoop Doggy Dog murder was the case that they gave me. That's what I know. Little kid's going to be a future law enforcement officer, I'm saying. You got good instincts. I think it's okay to shoot murderers. I think that's in the rule book. Yeah, if you're a police officer. Yeah, that's fine. I like that story, man. I like that little kid. That three-year-old put it down. Granted, you probably shouldn't shoot your moms. That's a bad. My bad. Just learning. I'm a new Jack Law Enforcement. I shouldn't be shooting my moms. I should only shoot the murderers. All right, coming up next. We're going to go to a fistful of Florida for the day. It is WTF. We're going to go to Naples. And this one is just... It's Florida is the only explanation for it. We have a man who uh, went to murder his grandparents. And then he needed some help. It's insane. It's Florida. It's just Florida. We're going to get into this next. Shaking my head. Step 49. big 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 big. the big 49 moto minute brought to you by lbz looking forward to seeing our friend josh moseman this weekend at fox raceway because he's going to be racing the first three rounds of the pro motocross season and well like a human lab rat josh is going to do it different than anybody else here's what it is he's doing what he loves but he's going to document it for his day job which is over at motocross action magazine Josh is going to do round one at Fox Raceway on a Yamaha YZ450. Then he's going to go to round two at Hangtown on a Honda CR450. And then round three at Thunder Valley on a Gas Gas 450 Now, most guys have problems dialing a bike in for the entire race season. It's going to be fun to watch Josh dial in three bikes in three weeks. That should be interesting. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now big 49 it is a stretch show here on a monday thank you for listening to us we appreciate you man hopefully you're down with the moto you will be out at the pro motocross season kickoff which is this saturday fox raceway at pala if you are look for the big Forty Nine it is the new mobile pop-up broadcast facility and it will have myself moto man jason from honda yamaha redlands and bookie kyle all in the house as we broadcast live and never know who we're going to get people walking by we start grabbing people and it ends up being fun right now let's talk about uh before i go though also that is on saturday on sunday if you're out in the redlands area we got some friends out there putting on the redlands firefighters car show it's downtown redlands And it is 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. on Sunday. The Big 49 pop-up broadcast facility will be there, too. But there will be no uh, broadcasting going on. It's more than likely going to be Motoman in a pop-up tent walking around in a G-string, blasting the Big 49 through some speakers. So that is going on on Sunday. There is a lot happening this weekend for the Big 49 as we get into uh, the summer and kick it all off on this awesome three-day holiday weekend. So there we go. That is uh, uh, something I wanted to tell you guys. But right now, let's get back into my stories. I had another story I told you I was going to tell you about, and this one's in Florida. So it's around Naples, Florida. Naples got a lot of money. Naples, a rich area of Florida. And around 2.30 p.m., middle of the day on Wednesday afternoon, a housekeeper that works for a family comes into the house, and she finds, well, a guy named Anthony Corrado. And he tells her he needs her to, to help him clean up a mess. And by the way, when he walks out to her, he's completely covered in blood. So the housekeeper, I'm guessing, works there on a regular basis. She arrives at the Golden Gates Estates, which is a nice little gated community. And the guy's covered in blood and there's blood everywhere. And he has the housekeeper cleaning it up. Now, this is the home of Mr. Corrado's grandparents. The housekeeper says, we need to call the police. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. We just got to clean this up. Don't worry. So she goes, okay. So now she's scared. She walks back into the back bedroom where she finds a tarp. And hears heavy breathing. She pulls the tarp back. And she finds the grandmother with a plastic bag over her head. And she is dead and also beaten, bloodied all to hell. Did I mention that uh, her grandson had beat her with a hammer? So she's like, okay. She then tells him, uh, we got to call the police. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, here's what I need you to do. Help me start cleaning this up because my grandpa's gonna be home soon from the grocery store. So we gotta clean this up and we also, you gotta go turn off all the security cameras. She's like, no, we need to call 911. He's like, no, 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 let's just clean it because I'm not going back to prison, is what he tells her. So now the housekeeper is thinking because she realizes at some point he's gonna need to kill her too. She says, you know what? I gotta go out to my car and get my cleaning supplies. And he says, okay. Luckily she goes out to her car and there happens to be a cop driving by. She flags the cop down. Cop goes inside the house and finds the guy still wearing the blood spattered clothing. And he's next to the car with the trunk open where he's gonna throw the body that is wrapped in the tarp that is that of his grandmother who he had beaten to death with a hammer and then tied a plastic bag around her head in case she wasn't dead so she would suffocate. Yeah, that's what you do. I murder someone and then call their housekeeper to come clean up the mess. That's a lazy little rich bitch criminal right there. Um, Deputies then went into the house and they saw him. They get him in the bedroom. The grandmother, 82, was found dead with injuries of blunt force trauma. However, the grandfather, apparently, while the housekeeper had gone out, had returned home from the store and he was still alive, but beaten about the head with a hammer and wrapped in a blanket. So He had injuries consistent with blunt head trauma as well. They put him on a helicopter and flew him to a medical facility at Fort Myers. And Mr. Corrado, 34 years old, still covered in blood, was arrested. And they say there was blood on the walls, on the floors, uh, blood all over a hammer, and blood all over the kitchen countertops. They say the man in custody, uh, they think, is due to solely in the swift response to of the uh, housekeeper that alerted law enforcement when he tried to pull her into his evil evil web of uh, murder yeah so this guy's out on jail he's going back to jail they also say everyone in the neighborhood that this this wealthy older family were very very good and did everything they could to help out their grandchildren and then this little bastard comes over and murders them or at least he, he murdered grandma and hasn't murdered grandpa, but awful, awful, awful. All right, my next story is another f- shooting family, but they're worth a little bit more than your family or my family, that's for sure. am going to talk about suing for your inheritance. I want my inheritance now. Talk about this one next. It's fun. You'll know who this family is. Step the big Forty Nine. Big four nine. It is a stretch show on a Monday. Right now, we're going to talk about more money, more problems. Not just something the Puff Daddy had to roll with and the Biggie Smalls. No. This is really rich people. Those guys are rich. These people are effing wealthy. And it is a family over in Europe. They reside, I guess, mostly in Italy. It's going down in the courts in Turin. And there is a lady, and she was the daughter of the guy that owned Fiat. And she got all his money when he died 20 years ago, which is a little over $1.3 billion. And she's got eight kids and a few husbands. Well, at some point, she went to, uh, made like a, a will, basically, that gave all of the fortune to three of her kids, so she's got eight kids, but three of her kids were getting all of the money, her first three kids. And then she went on to be divorced and remarried, and these papers were signed long and long ago. Well, now she's coming back and suing to get those tossed out so that she could give the money to her other kids as well. However, here's the problem. The one of the three kids is now the guy that has 60% holdings in that company. And if you don't know this, Fiat owns Ferrari. Fiat owns a bunch of, they own like three car companies, including Fiat, Ferrari, and one I haven't heard of, which must only called Exor, must be uh, available probably only in Europe or in Italy. But we're talking about a hell of a lot of money. Now, the guy that, the one son that took over, He's got this company humming, it's worth a lot. They own a soccer team now, they own all kinds of different businesses. They um, divest, if you will, into a lot of different areas. It's good to not put all your eggs in one basket. Any financial planner will tell you that, that you branch out and you put them all over the place so that if something happens, you probably don't lose everything. And they have done that, and they have done that very well. It doesn't say how much they are worth now. It just says that this mom, her name is Margarita. Her name's Margarita. I wonder if she likes to drink margaritas. She is the one suing because she wants to get it reversed so that she can leave all of everything to all of her kids, not just those three kids that got everything. And those three kids are like, yeah, suck it. This has been done for a long time, and... The one son is now running the company. He's now the CEO of uh, Ferrari, and he runs that, and the dude is a badass. They have uh, their company as 100 shareholders. All of them are of the family. Uh, Giovanni Agonelli uh, has 53% controlling stake in the company, and his other two siblings have 20% each. So they've got a lot of money and mom is like yeah yeah no 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 i want to come in and i want to get this and i want to change it now they're saying too that there was that it was drawn up in a swiss court and they're saying it should be null and void here in italy because it's it's in swiss court and she didn't live in switzerland and they're saying no she did she did live there and she had a house there and they were cool with that so it's in Swiss court and it's in Italian court. I'm telling you, more money, more problems. You've got, they're waiting on the Swiss court to rule in a case that's the same thing. They call the, this will the Geneva Pax, where the mom dedicated all of this to the three children. And the Italian judges are waiting to watch that. And this will come out of the Italian court before they go on break for the summer. Apparently in Italy, they'll shut down for the summer and be like, ah, it's time to have some pizza and some wine and go on a siesta which would be Spanish. But hey, what do you know? Anyway, that is the uh, story. That's what happens when your fa- your family has just so much money. You fight over that money and keep fighting, and the people get married and divorced, and you've got half-brothers and sisters all over the place, and someone's da- uh, bound to be a douchebag. So there we go. All right, coming up next, I'm going to do something rare. I'm going to give an attaboy to the people that are running the state of New Jersey, a liberal bastion... Uh, of communism, but they've done something right. And I once said if I ran for president, I could run solely on this issue and win. And I like that they're doing something. And it's funny the name they gave this new law. We'll get into this next. This is the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Over the weekend, I checked out the Racer X column by Phil Nicoletti and Filthy Phil breaks down what he thinks Chase Sexton's walking away with after winning the 450 championship. And when I say walking away with, we're talking about cash. And remember, it's weird, it's not an exact science. There's the, you know, win bonus that you get and everybody gets the same for that in, in each round. But the deal you have with your team is very different. Factory teams obviously gonna pay a lot more than the smaller teams. And being that Chase is on the HRC Honda team, there could be a lot of money. According to Filthy Phil, he says, could be about one to $1.25 million from the team bonus for winning the championship. He says the gear bonuses are anywhere from a hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand. The energy drink sponsor will give you a hundred to two hundred thousand for winning the championship, and even your goggles will probably give you fifty to seventy-five k. He says everything depends on your agent and the deals that they cut for the bonus structure of you winning the championship. All in all, it looks like Chase Sexton probably going to make an additional $2 million this year for winning the championship. That's what it looks like, according to Filthy Phil. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show on a Monday morning. Let's get down with New Jersey. Gotta love it when people do something right. I don't care if they are pinko commie bastards. If they do something right, I'm going to tell you about it. They're saying there is a new law known as the Seinfeld Law. As in the Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, that show. Back in the day, there was an episode where telemarketers kept calling Jerry. And uh, Jerry was like, well, why don't you give me your home number and I'll call you at home? And the telemarketer's like, no. And he's like, oh, so you don't like being called at home? Then why are you calling me at home? And it was a funny thing. This was the infancy of telemarketers. Not what we have today with the robocalls and the insanity and no politician willing to step up and do a damn thing about it. I will tell you, I get three to four phone calls a day, robocalls from the same place trying to give me solar bullshit and it makes me want to find someone, track them down and murder them. That's that's how annoyed I am with it because it happens every day and it's phone numbers from all over the world. I get them from out of the country. I get them from other states but it's the same robo call all the time and no one does shit about it and it's annoying well Governor Murphy of New Jersey signed a bill after it unanimously passed the state legislature they call it the Seinfeld bill and it is it's somebody doing something is what it is they say what happens is In New Jersey, from now on, if a telemarketer calls you, they have to give you the name and phone number of the person or company they work for within the first 30 seconds of the call. They also require telemarketers to state the reason why they are calling within the first 30 seconds of the call. So they have to call you and they have to say, hey, this is Stretch from 866-49-BIG-49 I work for the big 49 and I just want to tell you about my radio station. That's what the, if I was doing a telemarketing call, that's how it would have to go. I'm sure they're going to continue to not do that and lie and abuse it. And we'll see what kind of enforcement New Jersey comes up with. But the fact that someone's doing something is really, really good. It's good news because this has to stop. This it's crazy. There's industries that have popped up around stopping freaking telemarketers. You can download apps and they're like a subscription and all this crap and it'll block them. Telephone companies have done really well. I'm pleased with my, my iPhone and I have T-Mobile and iPhone and they both do an all right job of it. But I get three, four, five a day still. Like I, I have my phone set to where if you're not in my contacts, I it goes straight to voicemail. And if you leave a message, I'll see what you want. Maybe. Or maybe not. It's freaking nuts, man. But here it is. It is freaking New Jersey coming through on a telemarketer call. On a telemarketer law. I dig that. So there you go. You got 30 seconds to state your name, the phone number of the business that you were calling for, and to tell me why you're calling. Because they're like, hey, how are you today? Do you enjoy the summer months? Do you like to run your air conditioner? Yeah, what do you want? Oh, I'm trying to sell solar. That's what I gotta do. So, thank God we've got that because the solar calls have gotta stop. I'm gonna find those people and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna smash their face in one day. I don't really need to kill anyone. I just wanna hurt them. I don't wanna like bust their jaw so they can't talk anymore. That's what I wanna do. <laughs> God, it is annoying the freaking calls, man. Annoying, annoying. So shout out to New Jersey for doing something about it. Coming up next, the final hour of the stretch show. We will break it down with Mr. Hunter Lawrence as we get into this kickoff week of the pro motocross season. It will be this Saturday, Fox Raceway at Pala, and we will all be there in this shiny new Big 49 pop-up broadcast facility, making it happen. You're there, come by the pits area, look for us. We're kind of right by where the starting line is. In the media tent, there's, you'll see the 49 tent next. They don't let us in the media tent because the media doesn't really like us. And, well, I don't blame them. I'm Stretch. It's the big 49. Big 49. Stretch got to pack it up, pack it in. Getting closer to the weekend. Look at that. First show in the books. By the time we get done with the Friday show, we will be on the track at Fox Raceway at Pala for media day. Hell, we'll be out there on Thursday at some point, too. It's going to be crazy. What's going to happen? Craziness. Getting ready to drop it like it's hot on this motocross season. See what happens. The psychic predictions were out. If you missed it, go to the podcast from the stretch show today. I'll tell you who's going to win the Supercross season because, well, I'm psychic. Universe talks. I just try to listen. And then I'm going to be out there on Saturday. I know we got some liquid death out there with us, and we're going to have some ghost energy drink. We need the ghost, because we get up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. I do, at least, to drive from my house out to San Diego. I get up about 4 in the morning. I get out there. We get the tent up. We start broadcasting, and it is a full day of radio. Full, full day. So that, that'll be awesome, and that is Saturday. Listen to us all damn day. And the races, will cover that too. So if you are down with the motocross, you are down with the 4.9, check it out on Saturday. It is a fun day, and you never know who we're going to get and who we're going to be talking to, if not just ourselves. Also fun to see who's going to snub us and who's going to come over and bro down with us. Because so, somebody always will be like, oh, big four nine, what's up? And we're like, cool. Last year, we got a little danger boy, Deegan, who was just out there watching the races. And we got to talk to him. Like, cool kid. This year, he's in the game. He's in the action, racing the 250s. got to be awesome. All right, so we are packing it up, getting ready for the Tuesday show. Also, don't forget there is a car show in Redlands, the Redlands Firefighters Car Show. That is this weekend. That is Sunday, the day after Fox Raceway. And Big 49 will be there as well, giving out stickers, hanging out, blasting some music. Kicking it in the sun, sweating our balls off is what we do. So get ready for the long three-day weekend. Going to be a good one, and the Big 49 will be everywhere. Out and about with the people pressing the flesh. Don't let Moto Man kiss your baby, though. I'm just saying. He's not a politician. He's a creeper. I will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, my friends, God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America.